so yeah, so we have Avery Eliski with us. Avery is here to talk with Danny and I about modalities of teaching. And that's just a really formal way um, to say uh, old school teaching versus the new school teaching. And what does that look like? What does that mean? Um, Avery is just a very dynamic, very passionate third grade teacher. Um, and we're just really excited to have her on to talk about what fuels her passion and how she keeps her kids engaged. So Avery, thank you for coming on with us. We're really excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super pumped to be here. <laughs> um, can you tell us just a little bit about yourself and, um, you know, just kind of how you came to be a teacher and how you got to where you are. Yeah, absolutely. So this is my eighth year of teaching. And what's crazy is that when I was five, I knew what I was supposed to do. And I don't think, and I said five, yes. So when I was in kindergarten, I came home and I said, mom, I'm going to be a teacher. And she just was like, okay, yeah, that's cute. Um, nobody in my family teacher are teachers, but my kindergarten teacher made such an impact on me. And she was the most kind woman and we were always singing and dancing and moving. Um, and so, yeah, I just feel like my passion and my purpose kind of collided when I was five years old and I never looked back. So I went to Auburn University, um, graduated with a degree in early childhood education. And um, now I'm in grad school to, for educational technology, learning and design because I have a passion for teaching children and teachers. So <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I'll have to piggyback because like I knew from an early age too that I was going to become a teacher. My mom, and it was a little bit different story. I had also had teachers that like influenced me into the profession, but like I think it was my mom really who she um, was a special ed teacher and always just like showed kindness towards, you know, everyone. And I felt like, you know, teachers just show kindness and they show love. And I think I just wanted to kind of be a part of that industry. And it's kind of like where you, I'm kind of leading into like the instructional technology route. And uh, that's like all up and coming. And, you know, with like your studies, it's all just new and cool stuff. So, um, yeah, it, it's cool. See, I like your reasonings better. I knew I, so when I was a kid, I thought I wanted to be a teacher as well. Um, but I just like telling people what to do. <laughs> that was my reasoning. Uh, so uh, I do work in education, obviously, but did not turn out to be a teacher. Um, but yeah. I, so amazing that you're a school counselor, though. And I do love it. And it's cool because as I got older, I wanted to work in mental health. And, wow. you know, so I've really kind of like you, I've, I've kind of always known what I wanted to do. Like I either wanted to work in mental health or I wanted to be a teacher. Um, and then when I was in school, in college, um, my friend, she was an advisor and she was like, well, I'm a graduate student in the school counseling program. And it was just kind of a cool marriage between teaching and mental health. So perfect fit. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> so, Avery, I just want to give our listeners kind of a, a picture. It's really hard if they haven't seen your Instagram and your posts and um, just the pictures you share. Um, there's just a lot of awesome things going on. It's a lot of just color and movement. And um, so I just wanted to have you maybe describe what your classroom looks like. If you could kind of put that into words and paint a picture for our listeners, what is going on in your classroom? In your typical oh. 
So in my classroom, it is wild. Uh, that's what I will say. Yeah. It, but it's controlled wild. Um, we are constantly moving. We are constantly dancing. Um, I will say that everything personality wise, it is colorful. Like that's how I want it to be. Um, I am very inspired by the Ron Clark Academy. They fueled my education and my passion even more. Um, there's a lot of whole brain teaching. I just try to keep it moving because first of all, we're in a pandemic. So the kids have to sit all the time anyway. And you know, this being in psychology, that's not good for our brains. Oh yeah. Um, I try to do burpees in between (laughs) transitions. Uh, Wow. In the classroom. Yep. uh, We do social distance burpees (laughs) before we change. So don't know what a burpee is. They're terrible, but they're so good for you. (laughs) That's definitely the full body workout. Yeah. It's definitely a full body workout. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's just very wild. And then I will say that my walls, so I'm going to describe it literally and figuratively, my walls, they're neutral with calming colors because, and string lights, because I like to have, um, the atmosphere of it kind of being like a coffee shop of it being a calm place. So a place where they feel secure and loved, but also a place where we're going to get, we're going to get down to work. We're going to get busy with it. (laughs) Right. Oh yeah. I love that. So how, like, so I was a first grade teacher and I, and I too like love to like get up and move and, and get the kids moving as well, sing and dance and all that. Like I always found it hard to, to balance the, the energy that you're trying to bring and getting your students there and then, and having them kind of sell what, what kind of strategies could you kind of help with our listeners? Like, is it just every transition? Is it a normal routine that you get them in? What kind of strategies would you kind of like, you know, provide for them? All right. So I feel like every first year teacher is provided the book First Days of School by Wong and Wong. Do y'all know that book? <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Um, we're, we're all there. <laughs> um, my first year of teaching, I was given that book. And I will say that every first year teacher struggles with classroom management. You just do. that. That's something that if you say you don't, you lie in because you do. Um, <laughs> yep. Um, so I feel like over time I've developed a really strong classroom management system, but paired with relationships. So the kids know I love them and they know that they're part of a team and they know that we're going to do all these fun and exciting things, but there's going to be intentionality behind it. It's always going to be driven by a standard and it's also going to have, um, management. So it's not going to be a zoo. It's going to be a controlled wild zoo you know like i want us to go crazy and have fun but i do think having those relationships and that classroom management is what is what makes it work and exercising movement like that really helps and that's what i think holly's so good at she um gets on the morning announcements and she'll like visit classrooms and she'll she'll do mindfulness but she'll make sure the kids get up and moving and you know breathing in and out and really getting that balanced uh to make sure they can really you know accomplish whatever objectives they have to for the lesson but yeah definitely she gets them moving gets them going and uh for the morning announcements i i'm part of the morning announcements too so i'm always up and stretching and doing the the mindfulness and getting ready for the day so yeah i would definitely agree that's a big part of uh you know getting kids a well-balanced uh you know dose of mindfulness and instruction Absolutely. Hey, Holly, I have a quick question. Have you heard of Cosmic Kids Yoga? Oh, I absolutely. I love them. They are, they are definitely a big uh, 
uh, piece of my uh, mindfulness program. Absolutely. I love all that. And it's, and that's what I, I love about just kind of where we are now is like, there's so many resources out there to just little, little tidbits that you can bring into the classroom virtually in person um, just to get, get kids moving and, and using, you know, exercising their brains. Um, so I love that you incorporate that. Thank you. In my Google Classroom, virtually, I have a place for exercises. So it's called like the calm down. And so they can go there or no, it's called the brain breaks. It's a place for them to calm down. So I like linked Cosmic Kid Yoga and Go Noodle and just different things for them to do if they're like, I can't handle this work right now. <laughs> I need to move. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and it's like, and I, and there's so much science behind it, right? Just being right. able to move around. And I, so I love that you incorporate that into your classroom because, you know, even as adults, I mean, I have a hard time sitting still for hours and hours and hours. Like I got to get up and move and, you know, yeah. we'll be in like these, you know, parent teacher, you know, admin meetings and, you know, it's very serious and you're supposed to, you know, be attending and, and I'm just fidgeting the whole time, <laughs> you know? <laughs> So we should probably incorporate like burpees in our in our meetings with parents and our conferences. Um, yeah, your next staff meeting, everybody's doing burpees. Yeah. You know what, <laughs> Danny? We are going to do that. We're going to bring that to, next time. Well, I guess we could do it virtually. That's a great. You want to bring the gym clothes and stuff like that? Get ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Love it. And, and I want to come back to your point, um, you know, Avery, about and I think talking about you know bringing kids energy and bringing them to be engaged with that, the content and getting them up and moving and having fun and you know having fun with love and i think that that's a big part of you know what you're doing and how you're spreading you know the positivity around but uh, you mentioned you know the intentional be like everything you do has to be intentional so for our listeners you know you have all this fun but you know definitely you know listen back to what avery was saying about you know making sure that each thing that you're doing is intentional um you know i think if you're doing that and keeping kids you know at the forefront i think you know any lesson is going to go successful um you know and I think that, you know, every kid will learn something. What, what advice do you have for our teachers? So listeners, um, if you didn't know, we were talking about just the way uh, learning looks like at, at her school and versus our school. You know, she's in Alabama. Um, we're in Virginia and Henrico. And you guys, if you could just maybe touch on the model briefly that, that you're doing now. Um, but here in our county, we're still virtual. And then even when we if we go back to school this year, it will most likely be a choice. And, and, and there are going to be some teachers who are having to teach virtually and to kids in the classroom. Do you have any advice about that or, you know, some tricks and tips on how to maintain that really controlled zoo atmosphere and energy virtually? Yeah. So first of all, I think, and I know everybody said this, everybody in the pandemic, every teacher has said, give yourself grace, but that is 100% the most accurate thing I can tell anybody is that as long as you're showing up every day for your kids and loving them, then they're going to learn. They are going to learn if you are excited, if you're loving them. Um, you know, back in the spring, we were fully virtual and I was like, oh my goodness, good thing I've already built my relationships with these babes because that would be hard. Um, but to kind of keep them excited about, um, logging in and coming to class, um, we would do virtual field trips. Um, we would have, 
Um, and this idea was actually inspired by the Ron Clark Academy too. Um, we had a family music night, so they like banged on uh, pots and pans and just yeah. made like a band. Um, we did scavenger hunts um, together and I would pick out the kid that was, okay, every, every kid's at different levels, but I would pick out the kid who was sticking out to me. And that didn't necessarily mean the kid who was always getting A's, but um, the kid who was showing up, putting in effort, um, calling me if they needed help. And I would, once a week, I would drive by and have, um, you know, VIPs of the week. And some weeks it was one, some weeks it was four or five. And I would just go to Dollar Tree and get um, like a balloon, you know, those like star balloons yeah. <laughs> and candy and something salty. And I would print out this certificate because elementary kids, anybody loves a certificate. Yeah. Um, I love and- one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. have gold on it. As long as it's like bordered in gold, yeah, we're good with that. Yeah. And it just said, you're the VIP of this week. And I would, you know, type them a letter personalized to themselves. So I think we just have to get creative and we have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable because the screen is not comfortable. I would much rather like hug my kids and and stop a lesson and talk about life with them if they need to, you know, and on a camera, you can't really do that. But um, it does provide you a window into their lives and helps build empathy with what they're going through. So that's a positive. Yeah, oh, I'd definitely say so. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are great strategies. I'm like, we have a great school. Like our school is amazing. And um, uh, Ryan Stein, he's our principal. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Ryan. So um, cool. Yeah. So he he's just all about that and just fi- figuring out like all different kinds of ways to engage students. So um, and you know, we're all, sorry, I mean, interrupt. Okay, we're exactly. also like very Ron Clark ex- inspired. So like we do uh, similar to the house system and stuff like that. So um, that's another way that we're trying to engage students virtually with, you know, getting them on here and doing, you know, chants and, you know, different house uh, electives. So, yeah, we're, we're also doing it. Sorry, Holly, I didn't mean to interrupt, but. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, Danny. And, and so and I definitely want to go into some of that because I've seen you um with your class like doing the chants you are like on the chair you're on your desk like you've got the kids on their desk like they are moving and i just love that energy but you it you said the word grace like having grace and that couldn't be more accurate it's so funny so of all the the people that we've interviewed in, in a podcast episode it's it's been the same i mean we've had a variety of different speakers talking about a variety of variety of different things and they're always like their recommendation is to have grace. I mean, it's just been the theme. So I just love that you said that as well. Um, I, I think uh, I'm going to switch gear because I like how you, you brought up you're doing your master's. And uh, can you re- repeat it again, even though it's a it's it's a it's a mouthful. What what are you getting your master's in? OK, it's elementary technology. No, it's OK. A master's of learning design and technology. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. So like. Knowing, knowing that, and we kind of, you kind of mentioned it earlier, kind of, you know, piqued my interest is as, as a guy who's, you know, instructional coach and is looking to try to incorporate more, you know, digital learning into the classroom for, you know, my teachers as a third grade teacher, what are some of the digital tools that, you know, you might use on a, on a regular basis with your class or just maybe, you know, a couple that you use uh, consistently that you, that you really like. Okay. I'm about to geek out. This is my thing to talk about. Um, so I love GimKit and you're frozen on my screen right now, but that's okay. Um, 
I absolutely adore GimKit. And so what I have told people on my team and people at my school is that, and, I, and you know this too, being um, in the tech world, technology should enhance your lesson. It shouldn't um, just be something that you add just because. So um, I use GimKit, but I use it cross-curricular. I'll use it for um, multiplication practice. I'll use it for, um, you know, if we're talking about pronouns, I'll use it for reading strategies. Um, and so my kids have really thrived with that because there's so many different um, platforms that you can use within GimKit. So like they're all about the Among Us one. And I, like I had to learn some new vocabulary like sus, that means suspicious. <laughs> so yeah, so GimKit is something that I use all the time. I also, of course, Kahoot, but GimKit is just like a fancier version of Kahoot. Um, we use a, the Google Suite. We use Jamboard. Jamboard is my jam. It's my favorite. Yeah. I love I, it. I have, I have seven tabs of Jamboards open um, on my desktop right now. So yeah, Jamboard's big, big here as well. Yeah, we'll be jamming. Holly, do you, what do you like to use? Do I, you I was going to say, I'm going to have to Google some of these. I know about Jamboard. I do like that. Um, I know about Kahoot. GimKit, what is that for our non-teacher, non-tech friends? Okay, so GimKit is, it's, I would say it's kind of like an adaptive test. So it's Think Kahoot. Um, they will have a quiz, but instead of it popping up on your whiteboard, your Promethean board, whatever you may use, it pops up on their screen. You can also assign it as homework or you can do it whole group. So sometimes I will assign it in the Google Classroom. I have a GimKit section, um, but oftentimes I'll do it um, whole group. So <laughs> my kids can kind of, they love the competition and they love the strategy of it. And that's what I love about GimKit over Kahoot is that you actually have to have a strategic mindset to win. So basically they're earning fake money. And for however much money they earn, they can trade in and buy uh, power ups so they can freeze their neighbor's screen for 15 seconds. So if they notice, if Danny was number one at the top in our multiplication gim kit, well, they could be like, all oh, right, I need to freeze his screen. I need to make this much more in order to freeze him. So it's really cool. And um, it gives you an instant report. It's intentional. Um, so I can I can pull a small group based on those needs. So I can see what kids missed what question and and the fluency and accuracy. It's fabulous. I love yeah. that. Kind of like providing some informal, formal assessment kind of data. Cool. That's definitely we'll that in the show notes so that people can get to that. I'm sure there's lots of teachers who know about that, but yeah. um, just my school counselors and is it something um, like do you have to pay for it? Can parents use this? In the, in the like in the home, like on home computers, or is it just for educators? So I would say it's just for educators. Um, the version I have is $60 a year, so $5 a month. Um, that's a lot for teachers, but luckily um, you can get, if, if you have any sort of school funds, maybe that could help out. Um, I don't know. I definitely recommend it, though, because you can all the kids need at home is just a link to it and they can work on it at home. I like yeah, that. See, I, th I think that's cool. And, and teachers or, you know, people or and listeners, if you're interested, I would recommend, you know, if you're not finding the funding, do like a the GoFundMe page or like, uh, you know, you definitely ask PTA for, you know, for something maybe it comes like as a group package or something like that. But yeah, that's a great idea. I'm definitely going to look more into it uh, tomorrow. 
And it's perfect too, because the kids don't have to have an account. Only the teacher has to have an account and they join with a join code. So that's the beauty of it too. Easily accessible. Yeah, that's I think what we're all looking for with <laughs> we're trying to virtual yeah. teach. And you can use it um, for, for parent engagement too. So um, on the side, I don't think I told you this, but on the side, I run this um, teacher chat Zoom group. Um, and so we've used GimKit to, um, you know, connect teachers together and just do a fun trivia night. So if you're looking for a way to connect with your parents instead of just a parent conference, because that's boring, who wants to just have parent conferences? You want to get to know your parents. Um, you can have a trivia night with them. You could use GimKit for so many things. If if you miss your staff, if you miss seeing them face to face, you can have a GimKit staff night and have prizes. That is super cool. We are going to have to look into that. I love that. Yeah. I'm like, I want to play now. <laughs> like, yeah. We can. <laughs> <laughs> <Give me a> code. <laughs> so cool. And can you, yes, can you make, and this is like going off into like a promo for GimKit. We need to get sponsored. GimKit sponsor me? Could you, right, right. Um, could you, can you put in your own like subjects? Like, do they have like social emotional? Like, okay. Yeah, so you can search anything and there's a wide variety of topics of subjects, but if you don't find what you're looking for, you can easily create your own. It's so easy. That's awesome. Very cool resource to know about. I love it. Yeah, and I love how you um, were really passionate about that it's not just a quiz. It's it's a strategy game and kids yeah. are are critical thinking and they're problem solving and they're, you know, trying to strategically think on how to win and and it brings out the competitive side which is, you know, kind of the world we live in. So I think it's it's a great idea for for listeners to try and I certainly will try it out myself. Yeah. But yeah. So Avery, I'm curious, what are some staples that you have in your classroom? What should, um, what are some like fun props or like, I love impact counseling. So I'm in, so basically that's just, um, a theory in counseling that allows us to make an impact on students in a very short amount of time. Um, so I use a lot of props, right? Um, what are some props that you have in your classroom that you think are staples that every teacher should have? Hmm. Well, props. um, Okay, so this is an idea that I decided to do this year. I don't know where I saw it. You know, Instagram teachers, Instagram is amazing because teachers can share so many different innovative ideas. So I don't know who came up with this idea, but it's a fabulous idea. I put um, uh, push lights underneath each of my kids' desks because, again, I can't stand for them to have to sit in one spot and not move. So that's why we're trying to movie um but i put push lights under there so they get excited about reading and have a different book nook and they can bring blankets if they want to they can sit under there they can just chill they can read under there do work under there so that's been a staple this year so it goes under their desk and so they can just oh that's cool so they could build their own little nook so it's a type of like flexible seating it's a different type of flexible seating, 100%. Um, another staple in my room, if we're talking about things, um, is my, I have a stage that my friend built me, and it has LED lights, and it changes colors, and I'm really excited about it. Um, <laughs> I I like the stage because I can see what all of my kids are doing, and I, and I have a better view of them, and I don't just want to be sitting every day because I'm very active as well. Like, I, I like to move around. Um, and what else? Um, 
Okay. Oh, I love, okay. I love room transformations and creating different breakouts. Um, whether that be, I've learned again through club RCA, I've learned how to, um, build my own virtual breakouts, but also I love in-person breakouts as well. So in movement and relationships, all those things. Yeah. Yeah. Vir virtual breakouts are something big in Henrico. And, you know, we have a couple of sites that we go to for, you know, virtual breakouts and it's, oh, yeah, yeah, it's, another, way, it's another way for, you know, students to, you know, collaborate, make possibly together think, but it's so much cooler to see them do it. You're right. In person, a breakout and just solving problems together and, and as a team and, getting excited because I've done professional workshops or sorry, I've been involved with professional workshops with like the, the breakouts and they are just, yeah, I mean, you get people excited. Yeah, absolutely. That's so cool. So I'm going to turn up the heat just a little bit. Um, so I had, I, I made a post about um, that we were going to have you on and just the topic that we were going to be discussing and a listener um, made a comment and said, I'm so glad that you're talking about this because it's a former teacher. And she said that she kind of had that same drive, passion, enthusiasm, right? Like that all in, um, let's get up and move and try different things. And a, another teacher in her, her department had kind of struggled with that method of teaching. And she said that it just created a lot of conflict and, and was draining for, for both people involved, both teachers. So I just, you know, do you, how do you kind of work through that challenge if you've got, you know, someone on your team that maybe isn't and Avery Leesky, you know, like how do you, you know, we're all different, right? We all teach in different ways. It doesn't mean it's bad or good. How do you kind of work with some of those people that write, you know, are not at your, at your level? Or... So I do have to say a, a couple things. One, I work at a phenomenal school. Like when I say that every teacher at my school um, is a runner, is an innovator, I truly do believe that. Like everybody has something passionate and beautiful about their style. Um, my team is absolutely phenomenal. I could not ask to yeah. be the better people. I moved from first grade to third grade um, this year and the team I'm on this year is just so supportive and so innovative and I'm just, I'm truly lucky. So um, now I do have a couple people on my team, actually three people on my team who've been teaching for 20 something years. And I will say that there is a lot of wisdom that they have that I incorporate in my teaching. And I think that oftentimes new teachers, and I'm not really a new teacher anymore, but I will, I will say over time I have learned, especially when I was like two years in, coming in full throttle, just spitting up your ideas and not listening to other people, that's not beneficial. I think there has to be a give and take. Any good team is going to have a good give and take. And so um, validating and showing people um, that they matter and that their ideas matter, um, that's a big piece of advice I would suggest. Um, I would also suggest when you present an idea, Present it in a way in which, hey guys, look at this magic we can create as a team for all of our kids. Don't just claim it as your idea and be like, this is the idea that I want to do. Um, but I will say that how I how I felt in school, like my kindergarten teacher was amazing, but I do have ADD. And so growing up, I wanted movement. I I create, I didn't even know I wanted that, but I wanted that. I can tell you that. Um 
so I will say that there is something to be said about this new wave of teaching that is occurring. Um, but I do think there's a lot to learn from how we learned because all of us are intelligent human beings, you know, so, and some things like multiplication, you just got to memorize the facts. You got to, you got to explore them before explore what multiplication is with manipulatives first, but then you have to actually memorize them. So I think, like I said, a give and take, um, respecting and valuing and validating your teammates. Um, and yeah, just being authentically you. If somebody doesn't jump on board, at the end of the day, I'm fine with that. If, if you don't wanna jump on board with it, I shared it with you, I'm good. Um, I'm always gonna do what's best for kids. So like it or not, take it or leave it. You just gotta be confident. I love that. Did you guys hear that? I don't know where that's coming from. I don't know if that, did you hear that? Uh, that was a ding. Somebody texted me. Sorry. Oh, gotcha. I know that's okay. <laughs> oh, no, I love that. I think that's such good advice, right? We can't um, live for other people, right? We got to do our thing and we know what's best for kids. And, and I love that you kind of referenced that new wave of teaching, um, you know, because I think our kids are changing, right? You know, we've got YouTube and, you know, everything is, you know, they have information at, their fingertips. Everyone has a smartphone. Four-year-olds know how to work a smartphone better than I do, you know, and um, so I think we have to be able to kind of keep up with that and just, uh, like you said, create movement, make it as engaging as possible. Um, and I, I have to say, and I'm going to, I love you that you did the pie in the face <laughs> lesson. Mm -hmm. um, can you just tell me what that was about? I loved it because you said something, you posted something, and while you were talking about the lesson, you said persuade, inform, and entertain. And I just wanted to ask you what that meant. <laughs> By yeah. the way, I had pie like in my hair and stuff before this meeting and um, it got in my eyes. So that was great. Um, <laughs> I had 10 minutes to prepare. Real life. Real We're, talk. Here. We're here. Um, so this goes back to, I guess, the old versus new um, teaching. So there's this teacher on my grade level who's been teaching for over 20 years. And she was like, guys, we should play the game pie face. And I'm like, what in the world is this? Please tell me more. It sounds fun. Um, <laughs> and so she was like, we should figure out a way to incorporate it. So we all incorporated it similar similarly, but we, of course, we put our own spin on it. Um, so the purpose of this game was we have been teaching author's purpose, which is a second grade standard, but in third grade, they need to know it with, uh, in, at least in Alabama, they need to know it, but I kind of tied in the author's perspective and how it can differ from our perspective. So knowing what you are reading, what is the purpose of us reading it? Oh, sorry, that's my dog. Um, what is the purpose of us reading this, but also what is the author's perspective versus yours? So what my kids did was we've been practicing this week and um, they came back during small group because again, I'm trying to socially distance. I had them back in small group and they, I gave them little passages. And so in order to pie me, because you ain't just going to pie me unless you work for it. Um, they had to um, read a passage and determine, is it persuade? Is it inform? Is it an entertain? And then you need to give me text evidence to tell me how you know that. Um, so if they got that correct, then they got to have a shot at pie me in the face. So they spun a spinner. Um, and then they, um, they got to pie me. 
<laughs> so they were like, we'll never forget this. I'm like, you're right. You won't forget it. And neither will I. But I converted over here. <laughs> yeah, and I think, yeah, I, th I love that uh, just as well, Holly. So I think it's kind of going back to like, you know, giving kids not just a, you know, a learning environment, but it's giving them like a learning experience. Like right. they're, they're going to be like, well, I remember in third grade, I pied my teacher in the face. Like they're going to be so pumped and they're going to remember they might not remember, you know, what text evidence they gave you, but, you know, they'll definitely remember, you know, the content. And, you know, I think it's cool that you're, that you're finding easy ways and, uh, you know, ways that, you know, that you enjoy as well as the kids to, you know, incorporate all the stuff that you guys are wanting to do. Thank you. And something that stood out to me, Kim Bearden, she said in one of our Club RCA meetings, she said, your kids are never going to forget their COVID teacher. And that just really struck a chord with me. I'm like, Oh my gosh, she's right. And and we are helping them through not only everything that's going on uh, health wise, but politically, like this is just a, a crazy time to be alive, you know? And so um, supporting our kids, their social, emotional, this is a year that they're gonna be like, I remember exactly where I was. I remember where I was for September 11th. And this is kind of gonna be that for them, you know? Um, so I think any way in which we can excite them because they've already had so much taken away from them, um, and just be there for them. I think we got to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, like you're, le you're leading and teaching with love. And I think that's kind of important for our listeners to kind of take away. And I, I think that's just so cool. I did. I wrote down, learn through love. I love that. And I just put a little heart around it, <laughs> but I, I love it. I guess as we're kind of coming to a, to a stopping point, um, I'm curious, what is like your mantra? Like what's your, your quote? Do you have a quote or mantra? Danny is all about the quotes. I love it. So he's gotten me, he's inspired me to start thinking more about like, what quotes do I love? So I'm curious about yours. Yes, I 100% have a quote. Um, and I would love to know, Danny, since you're all into quotes, I would love to know yours as well. Mm -hmm. um, this is my quote. My quote is, be different, be bold, don't do things the same way. Instead of taking the stairs like everyone else, slide. Go for it and live with no fear. And Ron Clark wrote that. Again, I've referenced him so many times. That's my teaching mantra. And um, I, everything I do, I'm bold about it. Um, I'm not going to take the same way. I'm, I'm not going to do the same things because that's not what's best for kids. So if you got to be different, be different. So that is my Danny. What's yours? I love it. So my, so uh, my mom, you know, helps me, you know, used to help me when I had a classroom, kind of create my classroom. The one that she put in there that I'll never forget. And it kind of goes on the one that you were just talking about is it's dare to be different. And there's like different there's uh, birds on the, you know, the telephone wire and there's one hanging upside down and it's orange. And oh, so okay. just like they kind of like poked out and, you know, stuck out when you kind of brought that up. But mine, the one I use is um, the best way to predict uh, your future is to create it and that was um by abraham lincoln so i always like i'm like all right we got to make you know this day great how can we make it day you know great you got to prepare and you got to go ahead and you know make moves forward but yeah i love yours yeah i'm definitely going to add that to mine i will say another one and i'm not the best at quoting things sometimes if a jacket up sorry um i just had to write mine down <laughs> but you must exude that which you hope to create okay kim bearden says that like you must exude that which you hope to create and so i reflect on those two quotes all the time and that's how my dog is singing to me that is how um i 
I hope to live my life, but also teach, you know, whatever I want for my kids. Like I have to exude that too. If I want them to be excited, I need to be excited. If I want them to show up, I need to show up. Um, so I love that. Pat, I, my wrong Clark. You what? I didn't, I'm sorry for interrupting. What, what's yours? Oh, so mine is success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Oh, boom. I, yeah, just to like, I need to remember like success is not the end point, right? Like there, you know, you're never going to reach that end point of happiness or success, right? You just keep adding on and building, but then failure is great. It's not fatal. You know, it's, everything's going to be fine. But do you have that courage to keep, like you said, keep showing up? Like that's that. about. That's beautiful. So I like, I love it. I've got all these quotes I'm going to write down like that. I have chill bumps right now. I'm like, maybe I need to keep a quote book. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I love it because part of our announcements, and this is another great tip if you're an educator and not doing this, um, every morning, I think Danny referenced it earlier, but on our morning announcement, he gives us a quote to our kids every single morning. I love um, that. Just trying to. Yeah, the last one was like J.K. Rowling, and, and it really, you know, a couple of the kids were like, whoa, Harry, <laughs> the one who wrote Harry Potter? <laughs> uh, like, you try to find ones that kind of fit, but. Uh, yeah, no, they're cool. And and I think all teachers got to find a way to continue to push forward and do everything we can for our kids. And like you said, just, you know, showing up is, is half the battle, but, you know, pushing through and showing as much energy that you want your students to provide, you know, within the lesson, I think is important to kind of take away as well. 100%. Anything else you want our listeners to know? Um, okay. The last thing that I will leave you with is just remember that this profession is not about you. Um, we are servants and you need to be servant driven or you should just probably leave. Um, <laughs> our job is great talk right there. Yeah. Our job is to love people, love students. And by people, I mean your educators down the hallway, even the ones who maybe you don't click with, you still got to love them um, and love your students. And our job is to just maybe we can leave this world a little bit better. I, I would totally agree. Yeah. Avery, thank you so much for your time today. And I think, you know, leaving on that is, is perfect. Uh, so, you know, thank you for your time, Holly. You want to say anything? Oh, yeah, just to echo what Danny said. Thank you. Oh, thank y'all. I had a blast. Thank you for listening, and we hope that you enjoyed today's episode and that you're enjoying the show. If you are Edspire fans and want to know how you can support us, there are a few simple things that you can do. The first one is to go to Apple Podcast and subscribe to us so that you don't miss a single episode. The second would be to leave us a five-star rating. And then the third would be to leave us a comment in the comment section. Doing those things really help support a podcast. And as you know, Danny and I have a mission of spreading inspiration and passion and awareness to educators so that we can ultimately impact the lives of children and families. You can also follow us on Instagram at Edspire Podcast. And then of course, share the episodes with your friends and families. Thank you, Edspire listeners. We appreciate you so much.